Get you some radio. You know that old phrase, I've got a guy, you've got a guy that knows a painter, you know, a plumber, knows a builder, you're the guy. (laughs) So I've got a guy and you can actually start piecing people together. So if you're in the, if you're the focal point of the community, like our, even our tagline is the way the community comes together. Yeah. Is you, you can now, I need a plumber. God, my, my, my house broke. Great. I've got a guy. (laughs) And suddenly you're their guy. And, and people trust and respect because you've not been there to sell them. You've not been there. You're just hosting um, something that makes them feel better and is impassionate to them. It's pretty simple at that point. Your negotiations are a little little faster. Your customers are a little more comfortable. It's got that country feel to it. Even if, even though we're in the outskirts of a multi-million person city and uh, that's the whole point though is making it comfortable. Your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration, perspiration, perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show. With your- Giddy up, welcome to the Get You Some Radio Show. I am your host, Terry Lancaster. And in case you hadn't heard, we got the brand new way to subscribe. All you have to do is text Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, text Terry to 444-999. You'll be an automatic subscriber and you will never miss a single episode on today's show, man. I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm always excited, but really, this guy JP Ostegi, he's uh he, he's he's killing it in Toronto. He, he in his spare time, this is what he does. He he hosts networking events all all around Toronto. He's doing training events everywhere. He uh, he runs uh, he runs a networking consulting corporation. How how to engage and. He runs a he runs a car dealership, you know. So he's he's got a little bit going on, and he's such a big deal networking. He's got he's gotten it so wired down, honed in. He's actually got his salespeople, every salesperson at the dealership level, hosting their own networking events in whatever networks they belong to, and bringing them into the store, inside the store, having their events there, making friends, and selling more cars. That sounds fantastic. We're going to hear all about it right after this with J.P. Ostegi. Make more friends, sell more cars. 97% of car shoppers say they would prefer to know their salesperson before they ever set foot in the dealership. People buy from people they know, like, and trust, and they refer their family and friends to people they know, like, and trust. Visit terrylancaster.org to learn how your sales staff can get more reviews, more referrals, and more repeat business by building better, stronger, more authentic relationships online and in real life. TerryLancaster.org. JP, so so how many hours of sleep do you get a night? Let me let me, let me start there. Sleep's overrated. It's <laughs> not. Uh, you know what, Terry? Like, like yourself, you've got to put balance in your life. I've got a beautiful young family, but I really love what I do. A passion is purpose. So. I find it really fun to, to help people grow and help community grow faster together. So the networking was just a normal, like a, a really cool thing to do. And, and, and that's, that, that's what I love. And this, that's actually what I try to accomplish. I can't really tell when I'm working and when I'm not working. That's, my, that's really my whole goal in life is to never be able to tell the difference between I'm at work and when I'm not at work. I just want there to be one big thing. That's exactly it. People if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> there we go. So tell us about, I'm, I'm fascinated by this idea of you got the salespeople bringing in their ho- and hosting their own sales events. Let's start there. How does that work? Well, I started this whole thing when I took over the dealership because the marketing dollars were spent. The previous administration had blown the budgets on anything and everything you could think of. And 
the easiest way to grow your dealership is through your community. So I don't care if I ever sell anyone outside my PMA, my, my area of obligation. I just want to sell everybody and work with everybody in my community. So I'm really big into uh, helping people grow and, and like yourself, working with people to make it better and everything else. And I challenged my staff. I said, you all do things in your hobbies. You all have people that you relate to. You all go to events with a religion or sporting or anything and you have a community. Why don't you bring your community here and I'll host it. Yeah. So I challenged every single staff member to uh, use their passion and I'll, I'll bring in guest speakers or I'll set up something. We've got a giant mezzanine that overlooks the showroom that is able, we're able to use it as a, uh, like a meeting networking space. Right. So I challenge everyone every month to organize one networking event and I'll pay for it. I'll organize it. I'll speak at it. I'll get other speakers in. And it was really, like any new, your, your, your staff look at you like you have five heads. Like, no, that what, what language are you speaking, brother? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, when you, when you, when you have someone talk about their passions, like you're passionate about people, Terry, I'm passionate about people. When you have someone that just, starts and rambles and you see those eyes light up and there you go that's what you're going to talk about is yeah. it really you're going to pay me to talk about this yep yeah bring in people uh and so i challenge people i need you to bring in five people we're going to set up upstairs i'll i'll, I'll uh, have water and, and juices and, and stuff on up there and we're going to talk and yeah. we're going to find speakers that are in your field and, and address your people and so i did the first one i held uh, the first engaged networking one upstairs and it, it went off really well. We had 35 people show up and we talked about employment and how to use networking to build employment. And uh, I was also hiring at that point, so it was a really good mix. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's, that's, that's the great thing. A lot of this conserves dual purposes. It, 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 matter of fact, it's designed to. So Exactly. Well, you know, since 85% of jobs are filled through networking, why would I not hold a networking event? So uh, the next person uh, came to me and said, I'm a little nervous about public speaking. I said, what if you didn't have to speak? What if you just organized? She said, that's great. She was really into horseback riding. She has a horse locally. And so she put the word out, like, we're going to talk about how to care for your saddle, uh, some local events coming up, how to pay your horse. I was like, great. She brought in five people and they had a great time. We brought in one of her coaches who spoke for 45 minutes on uh, the equestrian sport and, and how to take care of their stuff. We brought in a saddle maker because we have a local saddle bridal shop. Uh, by our dealers. So they came in and spoke and got a chance to market themselves and everyone left with a really good time. Um, how did that work for us? Well, people started looking at, well, they're part of my community. They're helping me out. Maybe we should give them some business. So we picked up three new service customers and we sold one Titan from them. From, so from, from the horse five event? People. From, from, five people. from the horse event. Yeah. And how, how many people were there? Five. <laughs> That's so, and the next person um, is very big in the uh, in the his community at the church uh, in the Asian church. And I said, why don't you bring people in? If you want to be on a Sunday afternoon, bring it in and, and, and do Bible study or whatever you want to do. So he organized it. We had 25 people out and we had a great time. As much as I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm kind of an atheist myself, but the passion that he had for this and, and um, he had their pastor speak and it was a really big, it brought the community together because people who couldn't make it to church now could come to this kind of social event afterwards. And they talked about things that they were important, that were important to them. Yeah. And, uh, it opened, it, it changed his outlook on what his job was. He's now more outgoing. He's, he's very excited to come to work knowing that he can share his passion at the dealership. 
right? I, we're not splitting on anyone. Yeah, and it's, it's just a question of, of finding your tribe, finding, finding your people. You're yeah. not, it, and that, that, that seemed to me, it's a lot easier than, you know, handing out business cards or, or sitting, sitting, sitting around the store waiting for, a, waiting for someone to come in the dealership looking for a car. Well, people keep thinking advertising has to be specifically for selling your car. When really, if it involves a community, eventually, it's not the fastest way to grow, but it's the most sustainable. Yeah. So we've added, since we started doing this in February, uh, we've done service clinics, we've done everything else in, in networking types where we ask local business people, local uh, municipal parliament to come in and, and speak at these things. We do about four or five a month now. Right. And uh, we've added 240 people to our service drive. New customers never been there before. 240 people now service their cars with us because they like what we're doing in the community. So, so how do you um, how do you get the message out about these just just the, the, the social people your your employees getting their you doing their own thing how do how do they tell everybody not, let everybody know Well, I spend a little bit of money on advertising, about five hundred dollars a month on just on, on social. Yeah. Um, I'm part of I, I have a couple of different meetups on meetup.com, um, which is a great avenue. It's once you pay your fee, you can put as many meetups as you want up there. Of course, LinkedIn's a big thing for me. You and I have communicated. That's where we met. I think that's where we met, right? On LinkedIn. And then their local, their local community, uh, where their Facebook sites and everything else can, can grow. Um, those little things, if someone was going to start off, I'd have them reach out to a local sports team to do a fundraiser like a car wash and then have a meetup up, out, uh, afterwards. All right. Yeah. So how do you, so you've got the, you've got new people coming through, you've got people showing up at the event and you said it's not necessarily the fastest way to sell a car, but it's going to, yes. it's going to build, it's going to build your network. It's going to build your, your, your buying pool. And, but, but you know, you got to stay in touch with them. You've got to, you got to let them, you've got to keep reminding them that you're there when they need you. How do yep. you guys, once you get, once you make a new contact, someone comes to the dealership and say there were, you know, five people ended up at the horse show and the one person who didn't buy, buy a car, uh, you know, what, uh, how do you stay in touch with that, that person? So we use, a, we use a really simple program called auto agent. Um, it, you just put the customer in there and it sets reminders for you to follow up with them and gives us suggestions what you can follow up with. So I, I type in there what they should say. I just, you know, it blasts it out to the salesperson, the salesperson can reach out. Hey, I just wanted to thank you for coming to the networking event. What would you change about the next one? How would you do this to better the community? We don't talk about the car or the service at all. We yeah. talk about what they can do with their community and they respond back huge. And then they took two friends and they took two friends. So we just use a very simple CRM yeah. that uh, I just type in a note and then they reach out to those people with that note that has nothing to do with the dealership. So the, the, so the CRM, how do they respond? Is it email, text, phone call, video message? Well, I like video message. Some people aren't comfortable with video yet, um, but we do email blast. Everyone gets a phone call. Uh, I, we, a lot of the people who are in their own community will text and that has a 90% open ratio, 98% open rate. Right. So it's really simple. I do a personal video to thank, thank you for coming and supporting the dealership and supporting my staff. Uh, out to everybody that blasts out to everybody. And again, it gets a really warm feeling. And, and people look at me in my group and think I'm crazy, that I'm wasting energy, that I should be spending more time selling cars. But when I start to do double digits and start building up and my service drive gets busier, this is all a result of it. It's a long-term plan, not just a short-term goal. But you're, you're seeing results immediately. So you say, immediate sales that you can rise to. What, what's your cost per sale on, on one of these coming through? $5? What's, Five yeah, what, what's like two cases of water and a case of pop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have the building open anyway. It's not after hours. Right. So, you know, it, it is what it is. It, doesn't, it actually uh, adds to the show. Like having the private sale error is kind of 
off, but it adds to the energy because people hear the talk, talks and see it up in the mezzanine and see people gathering. Well, what is up there? Yeah. And well, we're doing a community event. Oh, what kind of community event? So suddenly we're having conversations with customers who would just, I'm just looking. So, yeah. yeah. So, the, and, and, and that's, that's what a lot of people, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about social selling and, and social media and using that. And they think of it, they, they concentrate on the selling and the media part of it. But really, all of it is about being social. And the whole point of being social is starting conversations. So that's really all you're doing is having a chance to start a conversation that happens before the conversation about buying a car. Yeah, and our referrals have gone up too because people, you really got to talk to this guy. Yeah. You know, that, that's the, the fun part of it. And, you know, you can spend a lot of money killing yourself advertising outside of your area of obligation for the brand. But why? Every five kilometers or three miles you go outside of your area, it costs you $100 <laughs> So in, in gross. So why would I do that? If I can just work with everyone in my community, I'll never have to go hungry again. And you're, you're, you're a Stovall Nissan there, there in Ontario. How many, yes. how many Nissan stores do you have, say, within 100 kilometers of your store? Uh, 100 kilometers? Yeah. 34. 34 Nissan stores within 100 within kilometers. And, 70, kilometers, 70 miles, yeah. Yeah, so that's 30, 30 miles from my American yeah. friends. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, that, that's, that, that, that's good stuff. You, um, you talked about the – we talked about getting into the conversation early. What are the advantages of, is, of talking to them before they're shopping? What are, what are the, what's the advantage of getting on their shopping list before they start shopping? It's a great question. They like, trust, and respect you by that point because you're not trying to sell them anything. So you know that old phrase, I've got a guy, you've got a guy that knows a painter, he knows a plumber, knows a builder. You're the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a guy, and you can actually start piecing people together. So if you're, in the, if you're the focal point of the community, like our, even our tagline is the way the community comes together. Yeah. It is... You, you can now, I need a plumber. God, my, my, my house broke. Great. I've got a guy. <laughs> and suddenly you're their guy. And, yeah. and people trust and respect because you've not been there to sell them. You've not been there. You're just hosting um, something that makes them feel better and is impassionate to them. It, it's pretty simple at that point. Your yeah. negotiations are a little, a little faster. Your customers are a little more comfortable. It's got that country feel to it, even, if, even though we're in the outskirts of a, you know, multi-million person city. And uh, that's the whole point, though, is making it comfortable. And making it comfortable and making it fast, because what would you say are, are people's number one complaint about the way we sell cars? Oh, it sucks. It sucks, it because, sucks. It, it sucks um, because... Because it takes so long. It takes you know, so long. <laughs> time is the commodity we can't replace. If I waste someone's time, I've wasted their life. There's a, that, that life expectancy is short. Yeah. So why can't I make it better? Why can't I make it more fun? Why can't I get the staff involved? And that's what we've done. Yeah. And, the, and the great thing is it, it's a self-fulfilling promise because if you start making these relationships with the intention of improving the car buying process by making it faster, you've automatically improved the car buying process. So now you sold them faster. Uh, how's, how do negotiations go when you already have the no like and trust factor built in? Well, so we're in a very, very dense market. Um, but it does make it a little easier. Like people are going to hold you up to be honest anyway. They're going to they're going to make sure that you're being honest to them. And you're not going to you know rip them off. But uh, you know when when you when you're comparable to two dealers, you're going to win because you've given them that better experience, right? And, and, and not pressure experience too because they know them. Like, well, for, are you going to leave for two dollars? You know, two dollars total. No, you're right. You know, you've been good to me. Uh, I'll take care of you. Even even in a very dense. Uh, 
uh, Asian market and Indian market that we have around us, it still works well when people, you know, complain that, you know, I don't like dealing with certain, certain ethnic origins because of their negotiation skills. Well, they all have, they all have passions about something. Right. We, and, and that's it. We, ha- we have to be honest. You have to have a good deal because everybody, everybody knows everything. The internet has got your, your underwear is out there on the, on the laundry line. You're, you're not hiding anything. So you might as well be completely honest and be completely forthright in a friendly manner and, uh, and, and, and work with these people. So you work with them faster. Negotiations go easier. What happens on the back end? Because I, I like to talk about, I, I tell people there's a million and one sales trainers that can help you in that one week window right there when you're yeah. negotiating. What I want to do is what, what's happening a year before that when you don't know these people before they start shopping and what's happening a year later when it, because of the car battery, the, the business, the deal is nine out of 10, a year later, they can't remember the name of the salesperson. That it's because they haven't done their job. And because out. they haven't done their job. Yeah. A, week late, a week before the lease is up. Hey, you remember me? No, I have no clue who you are. So, so uh, what, hap- what happens after that? If, you, if you've got this relationship, how do you maintain that relationship on, on through the buying cycle? And the that's, next- that's a great point because I think a lot of people miss this. They've done their job, they got paid, and then four years later, they call the guy up again. So we've mandated that the, the day after the person picks up their car, we call them to make sure they got home safe and nothing else. Not talk about survey, not talk about anything else. At the end of the week, we call them again and just make sure that, that we offer a second delivery. If anything doesn't make sense, if the technology or anything doesn't work, we'd love to see you back. No problem at their time. And then every three months after that, we do a written letter, a handwritten letter, an email, a personalized video, and a call. So every three months, you're rotating on another type of uh, medium yeah. and, uh, or text. Just, hey, just, wanted, just thinking about you, thought you were doing well. Like, Terry, you are the god of sending thank you notes, and I love uh, your notes. And well, you know, CR, CRM says every three months, brother. Who am I to argue with the CRM? <laughs> there you go. Every three months or four months on the outset, yeah. everyone follows up, and that's what makes our customers – you know, when someone has a, a friend looking for a car, you know what? I've got a guy and uh, this is what they did for me. And they're going to be so passionate about telling them how they were treated and how they made the feel that people come back. Right? You, 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 mentioned, you mentioned that, um, you, you mentioned that some, some folks in your group look at you like you got two heads. And you mentioned when you first started talking about this with the salespeople, they looked at you like the puppy dog. With, they, they get the head tilt yeah. going on and... What, 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 what are these words he is saying? Yeah. So tell, us about the, tell us about the pushback that you got specifically from the salespeople. What were their arguments against it? How did you convince them to get it done? And what do they think now? Well, it, it's, it's really simple. It's, uh, I would love to say it's, it's a democracy. It probably isn't as much. But, but it, it, here's the chance. What we're doing isn't working. Um, if you give me an attempt at doing this properly, you put in all your energy, it doesn't work. I won't ever ask you how to do it again. So some people did it to shut me up. Yeah. You know, this isn't going to work. It's going to be brutal, but they have to give 100% effort. All right. If it didn't work, I won't ask them again. So far, I've only had one person it didn't work for because they're a great guy, but doesn't have a lot of passion in, outside of the car business. Right. So we're still trying to find his niche. But with the five other people, it's worked great. Right. Yeah. And even services getting involved now with doing uh, Know Your Car Nights and things like that. You know, they, uh, I've, I've, ha- I've had that problem before when I'm talking with, uh, with sales staffs and part, part of what I'll do is ask everyone, what do you do? Who do you hang out with? What do you do when you're not selling cars? And I, a lot of the time as well, I don't do nothing but sell cars. That's, uh, yeah. that, 
So, so, and that's, that's just not just a problem from the car business. I mean, it, that's, that's, that's a problem for them, but ultimately that's a business problem. If your salespeople don't have a social life, that's a business problem for your car dealership. It's huge. People have to have work-life balance. That's why every, every month, one of my managers uh, rotating uh, months get a uh, weekend off. So every month someone gets a weekend off. Uh, salespeople one month, one day a month gets a weekend off. So people can have family time. You know, I'm not ruthless. I've got two young daughters. I've got a beautiful wife. I want a life outside of this. That's why I'm working to support them. But they respect you a lot more and are willing to work harder when you know that you've got their back. So it, once we installed that that trust was there, asking the networking events was only uh, really simple. I had done a couple first and they saw a lot of people coming in and they saw people having conversations afterwards. You know, and it's really, it's really simple and it's a different way and the least expensive way to grow your, uh, your portfolio. Yeah. So tell me what the salespeople say about it now. Um, some of them ask, can I do two of this month? <laughs> can I do two? I said, absolutely. What your topic's going to be. I make them do a business plan, exactly what they want to accomplish. Uh, and that's not salesy. And, uh, and it can't be the same people marketed to all the time. Okay. So they have to expand their network. I don't want five to be five all the time with the same five people being social. I want it to be five to 10, 20 to 30. Right. Uh, so what are they going to do to expand that? Who are they going to talk to? What topics are they going to cover? And what do you want the actions to be outside of selling a car? Yeah. And, um, you know, we help them with that. But it really, two of them are really engaged. They want to do them as much as possible. One of them has taken their passion outside the dealership and works with, the, uh, with their own own hobby, which is uh, horse threading, and they took that right to the barn. So that's great to see because now they're expanding outside of my realm. Yeah. Tell me about your other networking events that you, that you, that you do around Toronto. Um, I own a company called uh, How to Engage. It's H-A-O, the number two, Engage. My daughter's initials are Harmony, Autumn, Ostagy, and Halo, Aspen, Ostagy. So that was a deal with my wife. I had I opened my business. It had to be this. <laughs> I've uh, been telling everybody that was the Canadian spelling. So. <laughs> Um, and the whole idea was I was helping a lot of young entrepreneurs trying to establish themselves and reduce their marketing spend um, through engagement and networking and, and focused networking. And my wife finally said, you're doing it already. Why don't you get paid for it? So I, I just started helping people with, with sales training, but from a, what to do at a networking event, not being a business card Santa, flying in and giving all your business cards and flying on to the next event. All right. right? So having deep rooted conversations with a couple people at an event versus trying to meet everybody. Yeah. Uh, and, and that lead, led into more sales training for the business and everything else. So it was a, it was a good fit and I hold uh, about two a month now and it's opened my uh, opportunity up. Uh, we, you know, Jason Harris, uh, I do all his emceeing for his events. I speak at his events and it's gotten me to, uh, this whole idea has gotten me in front of uh, driving sales university and a couple different uh, big tours in the States to talk about all right. Yeah. It all sounds like good stuff. Now, if you've, if you've watched the show before, if you've listened, if, if, if you've ever, if ever know anything about the Get You Some Radio Show, we have one question that every guest gets asked. And, and there's no getting around this. With this, this was guaranteed. Can't, can't avoid it. The question is, this is all great stuff. We're talking about great stuff, but knowledge without action is just entertainment. What's one action step, one action step that someone listening to the show today who's in sales, who, or who, who sells something for a living, whether it's sales or an entrepreneur, whether they work at a car dealership or sell plumbing supplies, what's one action step that they can do today when they put down the phone to start putting this to work in their life? 
the action step that you can take right away is what is your passion? Is it sports? Is it, is it cycling? Is it family? Find outside the dealership, even inside the dealership, what you're completely passionate about and then go with that. That makes life easier. So if you wanted to hold a networking event, if you're really into customer experience, that's your thing. You want it, more than anything else, you want to make someone happy. Look at ideas that you can use that for and it costs nothing to do. Yeah. So put that in place, make an action plan of what you want to accomplish and it can't be a sales driven idea. Can't be, I want to sell more cars from you. That's what's going to happen anyway. All right. But focus on your passion. Talk to people who are passionate about it and make your, your area a meeting place for them. Find, find your tribe, bring them in, and Absolutely. give them cookies. Exactly. <laughs> find your tribe, bring them in, give them cookies, two bottles of water, and, or two cases of water and a case of pop. I love it, man. So, yeah. All right, brother. If we wanted to get in touch with you, JP, how would anyone get in touch with you? My cell phone number is 647-888-7300. Or my email is jp, jp, no dots, no dashes, at h-a-o, the number two, engage.ca. All right. Now, I'll get that link. I'll get those in the, uh, in the show notes so everyone can find those. Brother, I appreciate your time. If you're ever in Nash, Vegas, if you're ever close by, if there's ever anything I can do for you, don't hesitate to call. Love your stuff, Terry. Keep up the good work. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Get you some radio. <laughs> You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.